0: High expectations why do we need these as teachers for our lessons is it just to do with behavior management and managing an effective classroom or is it to do with helping our students prepare for later on in life so they're successful and go and do amazing things so in this episode I'm going to talk about how to set and achieve those high expectations and why they're so important to have as teachers in our classrooms for our students now we should expect Good quality work. We should set high expectations with our students where they take pride in their work, they underline dates, underline titles with the ruler, they write with a pen and when it comes to crossing things out rather than scribbling and doodling everywhere, we teach them to just put a line through it, put a few lines through it so it's not scribbled and looks all messy. Take pride in their work in terms of handing in their homework in a nice sheet of A4 paper that's not folded and scrunched up and just give them to you out of their pocket. So we should be teaching our kids, teaching our students to take pride in their work, to take pride in what it looks like, because if we can do that from the start, if we can teach them to take pride in their work, that is going to, that's going to overflow into everything that they do in their life. Now, if it comes to um, students doing work online, on Google Classroom, they can still take pride in how they present their work in terms of underlining, having keywords in bold, for example, so they stand out. It's very effective, very good to do for assignments for BTEC and CTEC vocational courses, having those keywords in bold for the SV to be able to spot and see throughout their work. Now, don't accept mediocrity. Don't accept anything that's mediocre. What I've done in my PE lessons is, I expect high engagement, high effort. Yes, I know not everyone's going to be fantastic at sport. Yes, I know there are going to be students that don't like sport, don't enjoy sport, but all I want them to do is to put in as much effort as they can to enjoy my lessons and be engaged and take part. So if a student, for example, does a shot, does a skin in a sport in one of my lessons, that is mediocre, they haven't put a lot of effort in, I'll say, right, good start, good try, but do it again. And you repeat that and get them to do it over and over again until you can say fantastic well done excellent effort excellent engagement look how much you've progressed and done look how well you've done in the lesson as a result so get your students to do it again do it again until they give you that engagement they give you that high quality that you expect from your students that you would like them to do Yet, of course there are students that will struggle And they will need a lot of scaffolding, they'll need a lot of support, differentiation, breaking down tasks. Of course, we do that for our students, but it doesn't mean that expectations need to be low. We should never have low expectations of some students compared to others. We should have high expectations of every single one of our students in our lessons, no matter what their level of ability, because it's down to us as teachers to scaffold and support things and support them and break things down so it's a lot easier for them to access the content so they can still still put a lot of effort and engagement into our lessons now this also comes down to when you ask your students questions and lessons don't accept one word answers encourage your students to give you full sentence answers as if they're writing an answer to an exam question now there will be students that struggle with this of course there will be but you can develop this as a class If you pose a question to a student, they give you a one question, one word answer, or a couple of word answers, you can then bounce that question to another student who you know will be able to delve deeper and elaborate and give a fuller answer. And you can continue to do that throughout the lesson. You can increase the challenge of the questions until as a class, as a group, they come up with a really good exam style answer together because that will help the students that are struggling and can only give one or two worded answers because they're listening to the other students and listening to the other answers that they're giving and the deeper quality answers that they're giving. And then you can also model it to the students and provide them with model answers so that they've got something to work from. So don't just accept mediocre one or two word answers. Expect your students to give full sentence answers even if it means as a class you develop that answer because that shows a lot of collaboration, a lot of teamwork. It reduces the stress and anxiety in certain students that may struggle and find that difficult giving you a full sentence answer, a deeper answer. And it helps understanding of other students because they're listening to their peers and they're listening to the answer that they're giving in terms of developing that, que- that answer to that question. Encourage good uniform. Always encourage good uniform. Now, as teachers, this is a big bugbear. It can be quite frustrating <laughs> when students come to your lesson with a shirt hanging out or a tie not done up properly, for example, or not wearing their blazers. It can be quite frustrating. You repeat yourself constantly. But if you instill this from your stu- in your students early on, even if like throughout during the year you think it's not working, or not doing it effectively enough, it doesn't matter, start doing it from the get go. As soon as you go back after um, school break, just start doing it. Instill good uniform in your students. Line them up outside your classroom. As they enter, check their uniform. Ask them to tuck their shirts in before they come in. Ask them to take their coats off before they come in to sort their tie out. Because eventually, in the long run, this will benefit you because you're less likely to need to do it months down the line they'll literally come to your classroom sort their uniform out before they're going because they know they know what you expect of them and even when it comes to a cover lesson let's say you're not here one day you're not here one lesson and a cover teacher is taking the lesson they will continue with those high expectations, if you've instilled it within them and they know or miss or Sir so expects this of me, they will continue with it. And you'll get an email from the cover teacher saying how amazing your class is because they sat down, they got their books out, they got their equipment out, their uniform was good, they got on with their work. they Everything that you instilled within them in terms of the high expectations, they continue to do. Um, and now it does take a while, of course it does, it takes a while to do this. Um, and you have to make your students aware that, like even if I'm not in guys, like this is what I expect of you. Because if I find out from the cover teacher you haven't done this, then there will be consequences. You've chosen to you've chosen to not continue with our rules and routines and our expectations. So make them aware so that they know that okay, Miss or Sir is not going to be there. Um, but you're going to find out, even if it means that you email the cover teacher and find out how your class did. Um, but instill these from the get-go and do it continuously, maintain them because it will benefit you and your students in the long run. They'll start to do these things later on in life in other things when it comes to tackling tasks or challenges rather than doing it mediocre and not putting the effort in they'll want to tackle it and they will want to work hard at it to get the best that they can get out of it because you've instilled that within them from an early age have high expectations for behavior and again maintain these instill these continuously um, now it means that you've got to set clear consistent classroom rules of course you do Sometimes we have to change these, they don't work. Or, um, of course, we get tired so towards the end of the year and we just, we slack off sometimes. Um, so sometimes we have to start again, which is fine, or reinstill them, remind our students of our classroom expectations in terms of behaviour. Um, so for example, like I said, I line my students up before they come into the classroom. I expect them to take out their equipment and start the starter activity in silence. I expect them to come in in silence. And while i'm doing the register i expect them to be silent listening out for their name allowing other students to respond to their name so have these built in from the get-go and have and make sure you do every single lesson because like i said in the long run it will be a lot easier and i've had situations where i maybe start my register i'll say good morning so and so good morning, good afternoon so and so and students are talking and i'll start again i'll tell my students i'm starting again This works beautifully if you've got break or lunch after your lesson at the end of the day because you'll just say, well, I'll make up the time at the end of the lesson because I'm going to finish my lesson, but I'm going to do this register first in silence with you showing respect to your other students and to myself. And don't also try and encourage your students not to just say, here, here, yeah, yeah, yes. Expect them to respond back to you politely and respectfully. So if you say, good morning, Jack, good morning, Ellie, expect them to say back to you, good morning, miss, good morning, sir, or good afternoon, try and role model the behavior you want from your students and make sure you do that every single time again like i said it can be hard as teachers it can be really difficult especially the last lesson a day um after lunch certain days you just think oh my gosh i'm so tired i'm exhausted thursday friday weekend's coming um but we've got to we've got to be hot on this we've got to model to our students and um, because the minute we slack off they'll start slacking off as well but have those high expectations of um of behavior in terms of equipment making sure they bring the correct equipment in every single lesson on their desk completing work in science when it's the starter at the start of the lesson listening to other students giving answers and contributing to class discussions not allowing them to talk over them giving that respect to those students and to you as a member of staff and encouraging your students to raise their hand if they want to make a contribution not just shout out or raise their hand for help so that they know that you've noticed them, you're gonna come over and help them. So have those high expectations in your class. Like I said, it's really good, it's important for behavior management, of course it is. You're creating a really positive learning environment for your students, but it's also important to instill these values within them for later on in life as well. Expect your students to come to you last. Now you may have heard of the four Bs, book, buddy, brain, boss. Um, Now get your students to do this in that order. So they look at the book first, they try and find the answer themselves. Was it book, brain, buddy, boss? Whatever the order is. They look at the book first, they try and find the answer themselves if they don't know it themselves. And then they go to a friend, for example, their partner, maybe they sit next to them and ask them for help, but they come to you last. I think it's brain, book, buddy, boss. (laughs) So if they don't know the answer themselves, they look in a book, then they ask a friend and then you're the boss. They come to you last. You're the last point of call. Now, this is really important because it teaches your students to problem solve. It teaches them to find the solutions themselves, to try and find the answers themselves. Really important skill for them to use later on in life, whatever they go into. Um, So encourage your students to come to you last. You're the last point of call when it comes to their learning in their lesson. Because they you don't want them to come to you first all the time, you're going to have hands going up left, right and centre, miss, 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 sir, sir, sir. Trying to ask for your help continuously. Um, so just train your students, train them to go to you last, go to all these different things, think first, can you do it yourself, look in the book, ask a friend, come to you last. Because again, it's developing these really important skills for later on in life. Make sure you follow the show so you don't miss an episode. If you're getting value from me, please, please, please rate and review me on iTunes so I can rank higher and reach a lot more teachers out there. I've also got a membership site where I've got hours worth of content to support teachers, um, training teachers or early career teachers, even teachers that have been in career for a few years. So if you'd like to access this, I've got a link somewhere below my episode for you to go check out my Thames Teaching Tips membership site. Now, we have to have all these high expectations in our lessons because we owe it to our students, we do. We owe it to them to have high expectations our lessons. It boosts their self-esteem, their confidence when they meet these expectations and they see them and make sure you will make them aware of that. So if they do a really good piece of quality work, really well, beautifully laid out, I've got students who take so much pride in how they lay their work out. Their writing um, may not be fantastic, but they take pride in their work. They're underlining things. They do things in different colours. They'll do draft versions before they do the proper version in their book. Now, that can take some time, yes. Um, but that's how they work. That's how they prefer to work. They take so much pride in their work. And I've made parents aware of that. I made them aware of that. I said how beautiful their work looks how beautiful their books look, because of how much pride they're taking in their work. Now, in mainstream schools, of course, you expect your students to write in pen um, black or blue pen of course you do and, and you should encourage your students to do this in SN school where I work some of my students prefer to write in pencil and that helps them a lot better because they don't like all the scribbling and crossing out they'd rather just rub it out and keep it neat and if that's okay, if, of course if that's allowed in your classroom it's okay you're in your school and your are in your school policy that's fine but that's what, what I do with some of my students in my in my classroom because that they work better like that. They prefer it like that. It reduces their anxiety, um, and they can rub it out and then write over it if they wish. I do say to them, look. I try and encourage them also to use a pen. Eventually, I get them to start using the pen because I say your work is so like your work is so well presented. Don't worry about crossing, putting a line through it. Just have a go. Try it in pen, because I'm worried that eventually, over time. It might, you may not be able to see the um, pencil because the pencil starts to fade over time, doesn't it? So um, I co- encourage your students to start using pen if you're in that situation like me. Um, but don't push it from the get go. Let them, let them use a pencil if that's how they feel comfortable working, if that's how they can take pride in their work because you're still instilling these high expectations within your students. It also really motivates the students when the teacher believes in them. It helps them persevere and keep going, especially through challenging situations. When you have those high expectations and you say, yes, you can achieve this, you can do this. Now, of course, you're not expecting all your students to get A stars, distinction stars, nines. We're not saying that because every student's a different level, every student's a different ability. But it doesn't mean that you can't have the highest expectations in them and you can push them and push them and push them to see how far they can go and what they can achieve. Now, I, plan, I used to plan my sixth form lessons to a distinction standard. Every single one of my lessons, I planned it to a distinction. And I scaffolded it down for my students. Because that's what I expect them to work towards. Yeah, okay, not every single student would achieve a distinction, potentially. But that's what I aimed for. That's what I wanted them to aim for. That's what I wanted them to work towards. So I plan every lesson to a distinction. I had a student who achieved a merit in the anatomy and physiology exam for BTEC one year. And I said to her, right, I'm going to put you in for a reset because I know you can get it. I know you can do it. I know you can get to that distinction because I believe in you. I have faith in you. And I know how hard you worked, how hard you do work. And I provided her revision sessions after school in my free time. I provided her with extra work to to support her and help her because I had that high expectation. I said, you can do it. I believe in you. And she went and she did it. And she got that distinction. And she said to me, oh, thank you so much, Miss. Like, you did it. You helped me. I said, "That, that wasn't me. I said, that was you. That was your effort, your motivation, you did it. Because I didn't want her to think, oh, it's because Miss did this. No, it was her, all her work. So that motivation, that belief in your students helps them persevere through hard times. Um, And even if they don't get that high, even if they don't achieve that, what they wanted to achieve, they still achieve good. They still won't get anything less than good. If If they aim for outstanding, aim for the best, they won't get anything less than good. So they will perform better when the teacher expects more from them, Expect high, has high expectations of them, let's, say, let's not say more of them, but um, have high expectations of them. All students, usually have high expectations Which You never differentiate your expectations depending on the type of student, oh, they won't be able to achieve this, they won't be able to do that. No, you should always have high expectations of every single one of your students. Now, I hope you got value from this episode don't forget to hit that follow button leave me a rating review if you'd like to visit my membership site the link's somewhere below you can check that out as well hours worth of content there to support you in the classroom with behavior we dealing with chatty classes um, and also creating that positive climate for your student positive classroom climate for your student students if you may also want to check out some other episodes um, I've got an episode on how to prevent those behaviour problems from happening in the first place as well as how to deal with problem, behaviour problems that do arise, that do happen. How to do with chatty classes um, and how to survive your first year of teaching for those ECTs and um, trainee teachers. So check out my other episodes, there's links below this episode to those episodes to help you as well. <laughs>